Jaffa the Productions presents In Conclusion We Digress The best hour of your life, you'll never get back Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In Conclusion, We Digress. Thank you guys for coming back. We hope you guys are doing well. Happy almost April. Actually, this it'll be April by the time this episode comes up. So happy April. Happy April. And April Fools. It, <laughs> they will have Not happy this. April. Thank you guys for coming back as always. We appreciate it so much. And got to say hello to the boys. And we're going to start by saying hello to Kyle today, who I think has had a pretty wild couple of... Uh, hours he was explaining to me before the show so kyle what's going on man yeah so i it's uh <clears throat> it was one of those weeks where uh my, my job is very dependent on the beginning and the end of the month for what i do so end of the month is, is usually pretty chill um until there's like a nuclear bomb fire drill at 6 p.m which is always fun or at any point after working hours and then mike made a lovely dinner a lovely Thank dinner, you. chicken shawarma it was quite fantastic all homemade Ooh, quite fantastic and then um, Mike proceeded to walk into a door. <laughs> I did not see this, but I heard it. And it was a two-stage sound followed by a, ah, uh, <laughs> which sort of expressed both shame and regret for the action. In Answering, my defense, I never closed my door. You still walked the- into a white fucking door. All the walls in our apartment <laughs> are white. So that answers the age-old question, I believe. When is a door not a door when Mike walks into and breaks into uh, it in half? Yes, Scott. <laughs> and also for, for the readers uh, who have, you know, never met us, uh, Mike's door is, for some reason, approximately 46,000 pounds. So it probably wasn't all that pleasant of an experience. It does squeaks oh. like, like 86 rats having an orgy in a subway tunnel. It's really not good. Yeah, That's like a, the Pickle Rick episode. No, it's because our apartment is Duisa Tripla and... It gets like humid, so we fucking like every every hinge is not set correctly, and like my closet doors like run into the floor ten feet away from actually closing my closet. You don't need to tell me. My bedroom door has an inch and a half gap to the floor. It's ridiculous. You can fit the fucking Chinese Navy under there. I love this apartment, but there's a lot of stupid fucking problems with it. Well, Mike, how are uh, you holding up after walking into the door? You doing okay? I'm doing all right. His face know. is permanently scarred. Can't you see? <laughs> yes. Kill him. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, like you said about Kyle, I also had a wild uh, evening. Besides walking into a door and and cooking dinner, but I I had a literally uh, experience with the wild. Uh, I happened to be scrolling through Instagram, and there was a. Um, this is what I want to tell you, Kyle. Uh, there oh was God. A I'm very afraid. Video, and I, I it might be because I follow a ton of like outdoorsy pages but it came up on my explore page mm-hmm. and it was a tiktok that a girl had reposted as a reel and so let me walk okay. you through this this young lady is probably very wealthy and she is on safari right in africa definitely very wealthy and she's panning around and you're seeing all of the animals and they're running they're running about you know having a, a merry little time oh no and so no, it's not going the direction that you think it's going. Oh, okay. Uh, so she's in in the caption that you put on the, the TikTok, it says, mm-hmm. our guide says seeing a rhino is very rare. 
right? Okay. But we're looking for one. So okay. she pants. And then there's okay. a rhino. And you're like, oh shit, like this this chick saw a rhino. Mm-hmm. But she keeps panning, and there's a secondary rhino, which using our context clues, rhino we have sex. To assume that there is a rhino and like a male rhino and a female rhino. Rhino sex. So she's videotaping this and she's like, oh, it's so cute, like thinking that they're playing. And then all of a sudden, the male rhino mounts oh, no. the female yeah. rhino. Yeah. But the male rhino yep. had like whiskey dick. Oh. So oh. he is Poor trying boy. to helicopter his like oh. nine foot long dick into the female <laughs> rhino and she's just zooming in on it. And it's like a metronome fucking just like trying to, <laughs> to do this. So that has scarred <laughs> me. And I figured that I should share that with everyone because you you also should be scarred by this experience that I <laughs> that I had this afternoon. I think the best part about that is there are like seven rhinos left. So that's like a fairly important fuck. And the poor dude couldn't even get it in. <laughs> He's like trying. So I'm hard. crying, by the way. It's so stupid. I wonder how much Viagra you have to give a rhino. Like I know so they always much. say like, it's enough to kill a horse. I wonder how much it is enough to give a rhino a boner. Oh, God. That... The whole tagline of our show is that we answer life's important questions. And, and that is one of life's most important questions how much viagra do we have to give a rhino in order to get the rhino give the rhino a boater that's uh that's really really important i'll get the magician started uh for airdropping viagra and cialis into the the safari and wetlands regions (laughs) they're not in wetlands no they're not they're very much in this in the they're definitely well they're not in the safari region either they're in the sahara have you guys ever seen the movie operation dumbo drop it would be like operation dumbo cock i'm uh-huh. <laughs> it's all bang fucking Viagra all over the Serengeti. <laughs> oh my god, that's sad a pat. I can't with the penis jokes anymore. Before this, yeah, before this story lasts more than four hours and we have to see a doctor, let's get Oh uh, no, uh, come on, damn it. I'm, I'm gonna say hi now, if that's okay. Yeah, please you can. do. Yes, we need to move on, like, please. Do. Right now. What's going on? Uh, nothing. Um, a, a good foreshadowing for today's episode, though. Um, Softball is back uh, with the company. Rhino sex, intramural softball. Yeah, I get it. I see the through line. I see it. Mm-hmm. They both so, um, all connect. Wish me luck, um, as I will be enduring for. Our... So we didn't play softball last year, obviously, and we had trouble the year before that. So this is a three, uh, three-year interval between our previous softball, which we what we took home the Zog Sports Championship. Ooh. Um, okay. The previous time, so we're we're gunning, I guess, for back-to-back chips, even though it's been three years. So that all starts tomorrow. It's like a Jordan gap. Yeah, like we, one of the, well, one of which it was because of COVID, and uh, you know, obviously last year I don't know how much Zog, how many Zog sports leagues were operating, but and the year before that we just couldn't get interest. So we're back, baby. There you go. What what position are you? Where are you in the lineup? Like how how important are you to the team's success? I guess is what I'm asking. Well, Judging by the have... fact that Pat's works with engineers, I'm going to say very. <laughs> I'm the star of the team. Like, yeah. <laughs> Clean up hitter, like star shortstop. <laughs> I'm probably gonna uh, gonna play shortstop. But anyway, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third, and then I'm at shortstop actually. Okay, Abbott, go find Costello and fuck back <laughs> off to the nineteen twenties with that, would you? I was gonna say it's usually Dane Cook, but did you steal an Abbott and Costello joke for the uh, for the audience? <laughs> he did. The most one of the most famous jokes in human history, might I add. Uh, with baseball coming back, I'm allowed to make an Abbott Abba and Costello reference. So. 
Well, we're still uh, we still have tryouts to go through. Um, oh, it's yeah. that intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, we had, we had, we were sta- we were staging a mandatory practice today. Uh, this practice is absolutely was essential towards uh, <laughs> lineup planning, and I that's why I didn't go. Yeah, there, a, a few of the guys just went to toss the ball around uh, today, but I, I uh, there was a whole bunch of people who also didn't end up going. But first game is scheduled for tomorrow. Um, I really don't care where I hit. I mean, it's just a softball. If you, it's, you know, if you play baseball it's or, large. Or, or, or coordinated, it's a rather, it's a rather large ball. Mm-hmm. And also it's being it's, lobbed it's, towards you. Yeah. It's not fast pitch softball. It's just, it's just regular, you know, throw a ball really high up in the air. High toss. Yeah, exactly. So I really don't care where I hit, you know, can have a good opportunity regardless. Um, and then in the field, uh, probably either shortstop or third base. Where it can be most used because you know, good length for it. I have a pretty good uh, you know, I don't toot my horn too much, but I can I can play ball, I can field and throw. For those of you who don't know at home, Pat has a hose and he has a really good arm too. <laughs> yeah. Love that joke. I want to go to Kyle because Kyle, in his wild, crazy last couple of days, took down some notes. And there's a couple things I know he wanted to talk about. So I'm going to give the floor to Kyle and let him kind of run things today. So Kyle, floor is yours. <clears throat> this session is called Kyle's Notes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so listen, I, I know that we had our like quarterly culture catch up with Emily when she came on, but I feel like we'd be remiss oh, if yeah. after the utter clusterfuck that has been the last 48 to 72 hours on Twitter that we do need to talk about the whole Lil Nas X video. So it's if you haven't seen it, like you should, we should probably watch it, but it's truly like one of the most ridiculous music videos of all time. And it's set to an okay song. It was just his creative choice to basically make this music video that is essentially a symbol for him dying and then descending into hell. And his descent into hell is in thigh high stripper boots with red pigtail weave shirtless in only underwear doing a pole dance all the way to hell and it is one of the most fantastical things i've ever seen in my fucking life and it literally caused people to say that he was attempting to destroy the culture of the united states of america yes that must have have surprised hitler when he was going down i I was going to say, yeah, it's a, it's a very forward take on Dante. Right? right? Wait, yeah, so... Who, so <clears throat> who is upset? Who said that, like, it's like the... F- Everyone. Even Everyone's upset. Any of the people who are, like, the moral police of the world... Oh, God. Um, are, yeah, they're it's literally the worst kind of people. Um, specifically, Swaggy P. Swaggy P. He was like, man, you wrote one kid's song and now you're going to put out this shit. Like, how dare you? My kids are never going to listen to you. And it's like, I would like to get a couple things sort of out of the way really quickly to the world. <clears throat> Several points here. I understand that the internet is a much different beast than when people who are now having children that young were raised. The internet isn't here to raise your kids. You are. You're not supposed to just give them a fucking tablet and let them search the internet freely because we all know how that ends. We're all 25, 26, 27 years old doing this podcast. And I would assume many of you listening are roughly around the same age. We all know how that ends. Wait, so it's Swaggy P. Swaggy P said that? He apologized. He deleted oh, the tweet and apologized. Didn't, yeah. Swaggy, didn't Swaggy P 
have kids with a singer and then, like and then cheat Iggy on her Azalea. multiple times. Yeah. He had kids with Iggy Azalea, right? Yep. So so that should that kid not be able to listen to Iggy Azalea because I'm pretty sure you can Google her vagina and you can find that on the internet. So No, that's Azalea Banks. Isaac. Azalea Banks. That's Azalea Banks. Wrong but Azalea. Iggy, but Iggy yeah. Azalea was also Azalea. a stripper and it's like well documented. Yeah. I have no problem with strippers or sex workers. I'm well, like, that's it's I, cool. That's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like, it seems like it's a little hypocritical. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. hypocritical is the word you're looking for. So I just, I think it's been very funny to watch Lil Nas X, who, like, again, one, everyone thought it was going to be a one hit wonder and then put out a few more songs. People were like, oh, he actually has a lot of skill. Um, so not that, again, not that I think this song is very good in any way. What is this song? kid's. Yeah, uh, it's it's called Montero, parentheses, call me by your name. His first name is Montero. So it has a Not big Will. message in it that he was trying to essentially like put this out there so that people could be who they wanted to be. And that it was, you know, he like wrote a really touching note on his Instagram and put it up. And it was very beautiful um, about helping people express who they are and, and all that. And um, I mean, in his own words, he's like, you guys are freaking out about a video that the kid who spends his entire day on Twitter put out like he literally spends his life on Twitter and Instagram. So I don't know why people thought attempting to come for him was a good idea because it didn't go well for anyone. He slaughtered a lot of people. Also, my biggest question about all of this was why the governor of North Dakota felt the need to quote a tweet and say that this was an attempt to destroy the fabric of American society in some different words. So yeah, like I'm just very confused. It's, it's the idea that he was going to hell anyway. Like the whole point behind the song is it's the idea that he was damned to hell anyway already. Cause he's gay. And basically he goes straight to hell on the stripper pole. Like I mentioned, and then gives the devil a lap dance in the music video. And again, we all know this isn't the real devil, right? Like this isn't Satan. Satan didn't just show up for a music video shoot because Lil Nas X asked. There, there is was cast as that role. wasn't like, Satan what? in Tenacious D. There is. So you, you mean uh, David Grohl? That actually was Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is precedent uh, for Satan being gay if you look at South Park. Well, that's what gay. I was going to say. So we're worried about this kid making this video and giving Satan a lap dance. Yet Satan's in a gay relationship with Saddam Hussein on TV 11 fucking years ago. <laughs> and we all survived and American society wasn't destroyed even at all. In no, fact, it's I, still here. I, I want to hold that this is a modern impression of Dante. So I'm going to read you a quote from Dante oh that will prove. Yeah, you that should. Because it is. Interp- he is interpreting the inferno. Okay. Dante. In the middle of the journey of our life, I found myself in a dark woods where the straight was lost. That doesn't sound like a modern gay man sliding down a stripper pole to hell. Boom. Okay. The straight was lost. Straight people got lost, and he was like, I'm going to go down the stripper pole. I, I guess it just kind of really like struck a chord with me because people were not only like saying stupid shit, like Swaggy P said some stupid shit, but then this girl who, again, she's famous for what reason I don't really understand. All I know her is is Gun Girl. I don't know her fucking name because she's so irrelevant to the world. The girl, um, but oh, she's uh, heard of her. Caitlin Bennett. Yeah, yeah, with the AR-15, she wouldn't take yeah, it off yeah, during yeah. graduation. Yeah, clearly dancing so, doesn't work. <laughs> so she, I, I know who she is. Yeah, um, group, group girl. Yeah, ba- yes, group that. Girl. So she, she basically was like, "What a wonderful day." She, she tweeted 
a screenshot of what a wonderful day to be blocked by Lil Nas X, which, by the way, wasn't true. Because Lil Nas X immediately engaged her on Twitter and was like, it's funny, bitch. I still see your tweets. And she said, "I have what'd she say? Oh, and then she, then she didn't get homophobic. She went right to racism. Full oh, stop. She went, oh, well, it's funny. Do you see your dad? Oh. And no. like... Like, first of all, fuck you on every level for that one. <clears throat> and then Lil Nas X, what I, he, or actually, sorry, between the dad comment, there was another comment by her saying something like, um, at least I'm not taking Satan's dick up the ass or literally something like word for word like that. And I was like, okay, there's the homophobia. And then, so after she says, do you see your dad? He responds with, yeah, I do. And I might try to fuck your dad too. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my god, Yikes. my pearls were clutched. <laughs> so that's fine. I don't know if I love that part because, like, I don't either. But she went right for the fucking the oldest trick in the book, short of calling him the N word. So I think he had pretty much every right to say whatever the fuck he wanted at that point. Well, um, when is anyone going after anyone else on Twitter ever ended well? It's like no, no yeah, you're you're in the mutter, right? Like, there's nothing. There's no positive exactly. end to it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, right, wait, so here, here, here's the actual interaction. It's so here. funny. So she took a screenshot and it says, like, blessed to be blocked, blocked by the You can't yeah. follow little Nas X, whatever. And then he quote retweeted it and said, I still see your tweets, shitty pants, because like she pooped herself that yep. one time. Shitty pants. And then, petty bitch. Little Nas a petty bitch. I love it. She, she tweeted at him, Do you still see your dad? And then he quote retweeted that again and he said, Yep, I might fuck yours. <laughs> then she quote retweeted the whole thing and she said Lil Nas just threatened to rape my dad sounds about what I'd expect and then I believe that that was the end of the interaction it that was because zero to a hundred <laughs> so fast yeah like yeah we, we can unpack the the homophobia in the last shit. statement too but I don't think I have the patience for it yeah so the, Twitter popped off basically all the people who claim to be the morally in the right you know, we're on the right side of history. It's like, okay, calm down, guys. Um, again, it's a it's a music video and a song. We've had crazy images in music videos since the 80s. Um, please remember that Black Sabbath exists. And remember, as we researched, Mike accurately found for me in the pre-show, that during the California Girls video, Katy Perry is wearing what could be described as barber poles or, candies, or candy canes on her titties. And there is a white milk-like substance coming out of them. So she's coming things out of her tits and somehow that's okay. And yet when a guy gets on a strip pole and fake braids and stripper boots, that's the end of American society as we know it. Cool. Good to know. Yeah. And, and then the shoe. Yeah, and also, okay, okay, just, just as like a, just as a, a, as a thing for, for people everywhere, like Caitlin poopy pants, gun girl does not speak for everyone. Like, you know, people on both sides of the aisle have, have some pretty seriously funny things. They made funny songs. I mean, those of you who know Matt Best, like a very conservative commenter, big, you know, gun guy, vet, whatever. He has a song, very famous song called, what do you call it? Uh, Your Pussy Makes Me Whistle. So, and it's an entire song about eating yes. box. So, you yes. know what? Like, <laughs> stupid, very stupid. And literally the whole song is just him going, Yo, pussy makes me whistle. <laughs> and then he whistles exactly and these are like so what i'm trying to say is like this, very dumb song there there's a very there's a group of people here 
that are just really so far out there. Um, and I, I don't know if Kyle, if you've gotten to the sneakers yet, but I think that that comes to like, oh, the next batch not, of the sneakers. The sneakers we're going to talk about now. We're not. So I think, I think we're just saying, I think the point is the whole point of the song isn't to ask people to worship Satan. We need a public so, disclaimer, yeah, I guess, don't worship Satan. <laughs> yes. Public disclaimer, don't worship Satan. Second public disclaimer, all these things about all this stuff, you know, music's going to turn our kids into Satan worshipers. Fun fact, a lot of people like to think that the rap movement was the only catalyst for the quote unquote parental advisory stickers. It was a large part of it, but also a huge part of the parental advisory thing was called the satanic panic in the 80s with a lot of metal bands and people who wore pentagrams and painted themselves black and red. And there was a lot of, you know, fake blood. And that was a huge part of it as well. So, you know, we've been dealing with this for a very long time. People have been freaking out about it for a very long time. And again, not once has any of these bands been like, if you don't hail Satan, we're killing all of you. Just, you know. If you listen to about Chicago as a little Nick Chicago backwards, upside down, where you're butt fucking a bat with a banana, like you, the the amount of shit you need to do to get these Satan words to come out of any of these records Led, is so Led fun. Zeppelin. The, the closest I've heard was Led Zeppelin "Stay Where Heaven." If you actually like play the YouTube version, it's a stretch, but like it, it's enough. It's enough of a chunk of the song where you're like, okay, maybe, but. It's like a lot of the a lot of the words are speculated in between. So yeah, so, so, so yeah, that scene from Little Nicky, and he's like, "Yo, man, check out!" And spins the Ozzy records backwards, and he's like, "What's Ozzy trying to say?" And Nicky's like, "No, absolutely nothing. He's always been very straightforward." And then they put on Chicago and they spin it backward. It's like, "I command you in the name of Lucifer." <laughs> in the name, spread the blood of the innocent. Like, <laughs> it's so, oh my god, oh, Chicago fine. kicks ass. Yeah, so yeah. Kyle, can you explain? Because uh, that's the only, the only part of the story that I actually saw was the shoe portion. The shoes, yeah. So could you actually explain what that was going on with that and like what? Because now I'm even hearing that like Nike is potentially getting involved in like a lawsuit or something. Like there's they filed the Nike filed suit in California yesterday or yeah. in Washington yesterday. So essentially, there's this art house called Mischief, not spelled like mischief, but it's like M S C H F or something like that. Um, what they do is they take you know, stuff uh, like sort of streetwear stuff that isn't officially touched by a label. Like it's not Supreme, it's not Bape, it's not anything like that. And they do custom sneakers and custom shoes and they'll release anywhere between like 500 and a thousand pairs or something. And it's like ultra limited release um, for the, in the interest of uh, balance last year, or no, I, I delete 2020 from my memory. I apologize listeners in 2019, they released a, I don't know what to call it, but I'm going to call it the Jesus shoe. And it was all white, same Air Max as the shoe with light blue accents. And it apparently, allegedly, had a little bit of water from the River of Jordan in them. <clears throat> they were, you know, not as well publicized, I'll say, but they sold. And they've been doing this to Nike shoes for a very long time, this place. And now all of a sudden, because this got a lot of publicity and because, you know, they said the Nike Air Max, which is what they are. Uh, Nike has now decided that they've had enough of this and that they're going to file a lawsuit. Uh, it's trademark infringement, patent infringement, false advertising, and a few other things, which to me says that they're just throwing things at the wall to see if it'll stick. Yeah, so the official the official lawsuit by Nike says it is a trademark infringement and dilution and unfair competition seeking com uh, compensatory, statutory, and punitive damages. The brand says that the studio altered the trademark product without their permission, the material alterations include at least referring to the shoe as the Satan shoe, adding red ink and human blood to the midsole 
adding red embroidered uh, satanic theme detailing and adding a bronze pentagram to the laces and adding new sock liner. Uh, all of which they did in a different color or detail on the other shoe. So like I said, it's and there being let, more publicity in this. And we still let Kanye West make sneakers. I don't know why we're going after these people. We let Kanye West. Also, I, I love the, the unfair competition. That's my favorite part. This is an art house. They did this to 666 pairs of sneakers. Nike probably sells 600 pairs of sneakers every 50 seconds. It's, it's just them being like, no, we didn't actually make these shoes. Shit. Despite the fact that in every post, he's like, yeah, they're Nike Air Maxes, but they're from this, this place. Because he has to say where they're from because they're paying him money. I don't know. I, the whole thing about people saying that, I, I don't know if you saw, but a lot of crazy evangelical pastors were like discussing how the shoes were going to like infect people with the knowledge of Satan and like make them soldiers for Lucifer. And I, it's really like, it's such a long walk for such a short drink of water. I don't it's even a, really know what to say about it. It's a pretty small army for Lucifer. I mean, 600. Uh, you need more people than that <laughs> would think to take over the fucking world. Yeah, no, imagine like an army of angels coming down and then there's just 666 hype beasts just uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to fight them off. Like, this is our land. Like a bunch of supreme. Like, no, bro, don't scuff my fucking Air Maxes, dude. Well, there was more. There were more of the Jesus shoes made. So even if we want to have that war, we're st there's, you know, good is still going to win. What is it going to um, be like the holy one-on-one -on -one game for? Dope hell yeah. Dope? Hell yeah. As long as LeBron's on our side, we'll be fine. So I, I just, I would like to cut a, a bow on this and we'll move on to something else. But my, my two points uh, that I'd like to close on were as such. A lot of the people were saying that this is really horrible because Lil Nas X is a children's artist. First of all, he's not. R read the words of Old Town Road and tell me that he's a children's artist. Um, yeah. And a yeah, lot of the course, tweets that I saw... Yeah, but well, that's what I thought it sounded like, viewers, and then it wasn't. Um, so, but it does make sense because he's gay as hell. So, um, a lot of the tweets that I saw that were very angry and trying to be like, you're ruining American society, um, included the hashtags. And these are actual hashtags that were in these tweets that I wrote down. Hashtag children's book. Hashtag children. Hashtag Nickelodeon. Hashtag Disney. Hashtag kids. So yeah, you don't want your kids to see it, but you want it to trend on their sides so that everybody gets mad at it. I didn't know he was considered a children's... Uh... He's not. He's not. He's, he's not, but no people, people... Old Town Road popped off among kids like catchy songs do, and I think that people just assume that that was all he was ever going to do. Yeah, kids Bob 57 did, a, did an awesome cover. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait for Kids Bob 666 to drop the month. <laughs> yes, bitch. Yes, bitch. Kid Bob 666, motherfucker. Also, why are we still afraid of numbers, world? Yeah. They're numbers. Thank you. Um, and here's my final thought. <clears throat> this, is, this is a serious thought that I had. People in the LGBT community have spent 2,000 years being told that we were going to hell. And the second that somebody takes it and turns it into a fucking joke to make money off of, that's suddenly too far. That's where I rest my case. So making a, what I would like to call a 270 degree turn in a different direction. I'll be partially back in the same direction. Exactly. Because uh, we're going to talk about the pandemic. So obviously the vaccine has recently been announced that it will be available to 
people 16 plus in the state of New York starting on the 6th of April. Um, which is fucking next week, which is crazy. 8 a.m. It's crazy. And yeah, yeah 8 a.m. You got to get on the site, which means it'll crash at uh, 8 a.m. in two seconds. Um, yeah, sure. yeah, it's going to be like registering for classes. but like It's on not going to work. It's not going to work. A, on a statewide scale. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of people obviously have noticed this trend of posting your vaccine card. And I've seen a lot of shit. Again, I've, it's, I had a very slow day at work yesterday. I've seen a lot of shit on Twitter where people think that you're being an asshole for doing it. And here's my theory on it. And then I want to hear your thoughts on it, everybody. My theory is that by posting your vaccine card, you are not being an asshole. I fully support it. And it is a way of like kind of covering your ass because you've officially stated to the world that, look, I'm vaccinated. I can go pop off now. I can go to bars. I can go to restaurants. I can go to movies. I, you know, I can fly somewhere. Um, it gives you kind of like this unspoken social permission to do what you want again. And I'm just curious as to what everybody's well, not, thoughts you're not on legally that. allowed to do anything else. I mean, else vaccinated than anyone else can. You still have to wear yeah, exactly. a mask. You're also like, yeah, you're legally not allowed to like. There's no restriction. Mm-hmm. I think you can like meet in like a private home. Okay, well, I'm not talking masks. about the laws, fuck faces. I'm talking about the perception. <laughs> People have been following the fucking laws since day one. Let's throw them out the window. Yeah, but the laws also like don't really... mean anything. Yes, because people haven't followed them. Thank you. My point they're exactly. Because they're, they're not enforceable. You can't stop people from... So why are we talking about the laws when I want to talk about the social permission? Well, yeah. I think what we're trying to say is that you, you having a vaccine card doesn't like give you... I mean, you, you could always do all of those things. You're now just letting people know... So that when you do those things, people aren't like, "Oh, he's a dick." They're like, mm-hmm. "They're like, that's, oh, yes, that's well, what I'm well, getting he, at." He got a vaccine, so it's okay. Yes, that's what I mean. Do Do we think that's the reason, or is it just because people want to show off? I think people want to show off, hundred percent, dude. Yeah, you know, when everybody was voting, we just went through a crazy election. Dude, cycle. The reason people post anything on social media is to, is to garner some yeah. sort of attention towards themselves. It's all self serving. That's freaking. Um, I voted sticker. Um, What's his name? Um, uh, the comedian. Don't forget about me today. Like it's a hundred. Uh, yes. Andy yes. Jeselnik. Um, yeah. Jeselnik. Yeah. yeah. That, that's his whole yeah. point. When someone says like, "Yo, like you know, thoughts and prayers and like a you know tragedy that happens," yeah. and they put that on social media, it's like, "Oh, well, yeah, just I'm still here. Like, don't forget about me." Like, yeah. You know. So well, I do the think whole point is you're not do- you're not donating your time, your money, or even really your attention. Right. But it also depends on the person, in my opinion. I think there's definitely people who, you know, we know, we all follow on social media who can be, like, full of themselves and would post that only just to kind of be braggadocious. But I also do think there's elements of people who are just genuinely excited to be turning the corner and getting back to normal life. And they're just like, wow, yes. this is, like, exciting. This is a step in the right direction. And I just want to share how happy I'm feeling that I have taken this step with the people who I also think, yeah. You have a lot of yes. I, I think... Um, because if they're kind of being like, hey, do it. Getting the vaccine, which there unfortunately are um, a lot, too many of. Way too um, many. Then that, I mean, that, maybe then it could be a form for, for people who are, have millions of followers and, and whatnot. That would be the one thing I would say. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I also think it, <clears throat> it's, it's, it, I think it will help some people in terms of their conscience. They won't feel guilty about going and doing these things that they've already stated that, hey, I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are the people that have been more responsible, obviously, or the people that would have a conscience general, about yeah. 
like it, it, think about the amount of times that you've you know i mean honestly nobody is nobody's without a little bit of egg on their face we've all had moments where we did something we probably shouldn't wasn't the most responsible choice i'm not going to say shouldn't have done because i don't believe that anyone has the right to tell you what you can and cannot do as long as you're not harming somebody and everybody in that situation makes the same choice with the same information right so Mm -hmm. something that maybe was not socially acceptable like gathering in a little bit too large of a crowd um whatever it is right and i think that you know if there's pictures and whatnot or there was memories from that point you have not been able to share those on social media so yeah i guess what you're saying is correct kyle at the, after that point, whenever that person posts a picture of them on in Miami Beach in a crowded nightclub, then and no one's supposed to be like, oh, look at this idiot that's down there. They're like, look at this smart vaccinated person who is which I've known a few people who who have recently gone to Miami. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's bullshit. The people that like there's some people that just they did not change their life at all, which I mean, hey, that's your choice and whatever. But how have you it stops people... being your choice when you give someone COVID? Yeah. How have you not, it's like statistically impossible that you haven't, and it's statistically like you may have been asymptomatic. So what is your culpability to the people around you? Should any of them have gotten COVID? And and again, big driving home the fact that no one is allowed to tell you what you can and cannot do, as long as you make that decision and you're not affecting other people. But but yeah, like seriously, you know who you are, like the people that bounce between the ski mountains in Miami for the last four months. Did the ski mountains in Miami? Those ski mountains and no, that's the yes. cocaine. That's the cocaine. That's different. <laughs> yeah. That's night skiing, that, Patrick. That's, night that's, skiing. That's, that's the glass tables. Yeah. There's a reason it's um, called cocaine white pants in Miami. It's because there's all the cocaine. Well, on on that point, actually, I'm curious what you guys think as well. So, and this will actually tie in a little bit to a topic we're going to get into towards the end of the episode. We didn't touch on it last week, but baseball is obviously coming back this week. It's going to be one of the first um, major sports in at least New York area that has over 10% capacity. It's going to be like a big event. I think City Field has 8,000. Yankee Stadium is going to have 10,000 people. But one thing that New York State is doing is they're having this new COVID passport app that um, basically uh, you can put on your, like, uh, your tests your covid test or you can have proof of your vaccination on there and that having that app is what will basically allow you into these events and they're saying that for the foreseeable future that's going to be how you get in so if someone for example decides i don't feel safe getting the vaccine for whatever reason even though again science is proving that it is effective that person's not gonna be able to go do anything because they didn't get the vaccine or they don't want to get a covid test so like is that the fairest way to do it do you guys think that's kind of an infringement in any way like I, i'm curious what you guys think of that oh doesn't it like I, expire in like <clears throat> three months though isn't it like a very quick expiry what um, or am i just thinking what? of the passport it, um, what what expires in three months like you have to get like your passport like renew like the i heard like something about the covid passport it doesn't maybe i don't what? know maybe I, as you might have to re-register a negative test or something that i think that's the thing i think you have to have know negative tests within a few days of going to the event or whatever it is. And then vaccine, I think is fine for like, I want to say like a year or something. I don't know the exact yeah. number. Well, they're, they're, they're just long. saying well, a year well, now. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're still, they're still determining if it's going to be something like the flu that you need to like get vaccinated every year for, I think, or is it, if it's going to be something that's. Oh, like, it, it is 100% going to be something yeah, that you, you get, get vaccinated for. We, we didn't yes, give but, enough of a fuck to turn this into something we can get rid of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Moderna uh, has already started to develop a, uh flu covid that like you'd get it both in the same shot like you'd walk into walgreens and just get jabbed 
I will tell you, as someone who's had the flu shot first time this year, and then somebody who had an adverse reaction to the first shot of uh, of the COVID vaccine. vaccine, that the potential combination of a flu COVID vaccine booster will put you be, the fuck out. Will knock you the fuck out potentially yeah. for some yeah. people. Let's not just has say that. what it's going to do. It's going to yeah, not make everyone you has that sick. reaction, but I know myself. I felt like I had a hangover, like the worst hangover I've ever had in my life. IPA case races and cases of wings all weekend, like that level hangover, you know, post senior week, uh, you know, festivity level hangover for, for two days with, you know, just some mild other symptoms, but it, it, it's, it's rough. And that was only the first one I heard. The second one is worse for some people. And that, that shouldn't be a discouraging factor. It should basically, you know, it should say that this is something that's going to work because it's, it's changing your body on a, on a significant level. Um, yeah. If you have a reaction, that means it's working properly. That's, that's hundred percent. Right. Exactly. The flu has yeah. that, has a reaction for most people mm-hmm. and, and for, you know, and this is also a PSA to everybody else out there too. Uh, do your research, but it, it sounds like all of the, the stipulate, everyone was, a lot of people were worried about the vaccines um, specifically, you know, people that with, pre-existing conditions and and a lot of uh younger women that are looking to get pregnant they're worried about fertility issues but it sounds like the moderna vaccine or the pfizer vaccine i think um which one's the single shot j j and j that one sounds like the j and j is going to be okay for that so just do your research but um, i'm sure they did testing on all for all of that like uh, that's the thing there's there's questions there's questions as to what the long-term effects are for like a woman trying to get pregnant or um, for someone who has like severe respiratory problems, let's just say, as it says, like a respiratory disease. So there is a lot of questions and um, just make sure you're informed. But there, I, I think that there, there is a couple, like one vaccine out there that will be good for all of those people. So we can hopefully get our herd immunity numbers up. In other stupid news, this we have to talk about because this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, so there's a guy named Dave Ramsey. He's a really weird combination of things. He is an evangelical financier and radio host on Sirius Radio. Okay. Everybody has a fucking show on Sirius. That doesn't mean goddamn shit. It doesn't mean anything. Um, Also, evangelical financier. I was like, why do we need to be so specific about that? So it's come out after lawsuits were filed in Tennessee today uh, and over the last week, I believe, that he, his organization, his fund, has fired... 12 people and the reason for termination was premarital sex or extramarital sex. Uh, He has fired two people for affairs with people not in the company. And he is stating that because of his quote, closely held religious belief that he is exempt from what title seven, I believe it is, is the yeah. Title seven. Okay, wait, so is he, it, okay, <laughs> is yeah. he technically listed as like a religious organization in some you way? can't is list that... a financial company no. under that's, any that's religious what I mean. guise, that's what I yeah, yeah. it's, it's tax conflict. It's for-profit organization, so how can he mm-hmm. list himself as a... He doesn't. So how is he not protected? He can't be. He's not. Yeah. Well, so we, 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 we talked about the different scenarios and, and, and ways in which... Uh, organizations have have argued their religious beliefs we talked about like the um this is something that kyle and i spoke about um you know 
whether religious organizations were obligated to provide contraception, things like that under the HHS or whatever. Then we talked yep. about the baker in Colorado, right? That denied, mm-hmm. it was Colorado that denied the gay couple. Mm-hmm. Yep. The wedding and cake. We, yeah. I, yeah, the wedding I think cake that we were uh-huh. able to kind of break it like into the, these are the three circles. Like this one's completely wrong because there's absolutely no basis for it, right? It's just an infringement and like wrongful termination. Um, also, the reason that this was figured out, I should probably have added this, is that a young woman who ended up getting pregnant but not being married to the guy was fired when she filed for maternity leave. So That's there's so- un- <laughs> add more scumbassity to it for you. Continue. Uh, yeah, I, I, and yeah, to Kyle's what Kyle just said. I, I want to because we're we're three Catholic educated eight to 12 years of Catholic education for each of us or, or yes. more for, for Kyle. Um, so we're going to play a little game here. Jesus. I don't like right? when the Catholics say that. Jesus. Jesus was born. Yes. Jesus was born to who? Anybody? Mary. Just raise your hand. There we go. Mary. Mary. Mary, Mary and also God. Mary, Mary, <laughs> Mary was, Mary was what to Joseph at that point in time? Married. She was betrothed, which is well, the same yes. thing as an engagement, a fiance. So we're seeing some parallels here, right? Seeing some mm-hmm. parallels yep. here. Yep. And she had a okay. Ignoring God for a second, ignoring the <laughs> We even got out of this for five seconds. Ignoring the divinity of the situation. If you looked at it from a strictly just black and white perspective, scenario. Mary had an extramarital affair while being engaged to a man and resulting in a child. And that child is the basis for the fundam- your fundamental right to fire someone who had a child you're, before being married. During the, the second yes. part, if you're a Catholic, you believe that she didn't have sex, though. You believe that it was divine. Like, that's what you believe as right. a Catholic. Yeah, but like... If you want to... Okay, so let's talk about white, the... They've whitewashed Yeah, because the church has like, whitewashed the fuck out of everything. Jesus had a brother, and it's pretty well documented by most Protestants that Jesus had a brother, but the Catholic church has done a very good job to maintain that Mary never had sex ever. Okay. So let's wait the the moral gymnastics then. So this woman who is, who is having this baby, we're going to go with Mary and we're going to go with the the, the woman who's not named the, the, the fired woman, two people. She needs a job to support a child in today's world. That's an expensive bitch. And you're now going to fire her so she can't have a job while she's, you know, getting the baby out and then raising the fucking kid. And then she's got to go back to work while she's got a kid and find a job. And the whole point of the fucking story of Jesus fucking Mary in Bethlehem is that there was always room at the end. That, like, morally speaking, they had an imperative to, like, give her a place to be. Oh, that's where you're going with that. That's where I'm going for. And your, your moral imperative as a fucking Christian is to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, unless you are a heartless, soulless fucking piece of shit, would you ever want this done to you? Is there ever a scenario where you're going to sit there and be like, yeah, that's fine. I understand why they did that horrible thing to me. If you're going to do the Bible story, well, if I would have did something uh... fire, fire worthy. Like if I don't know if she took a shit on the boss's desk, that's. A I, Mike and I were like the only I reason mean, that the epic, the but... extramarital affair would be illegal is like did you bone on your desk in the office when no one was around? Yeah, yeah, like, that's what I was gonna that say. Would, that would be worth could... fire. That would be worth getting fired over. Yes. Or or if you had a morality Possibly clause, jail. or if you have a morality clause in your contract, that would somehow prohibit you from doing that. But 
you. But even so, out- that's outside of the workplace for the most it's part. Lo- it's, no, that's I'm outside saying, the guise like, of employment, though. I, I, I'm saying though, like if you had an affair with somebody in your office and your company yes. had a strict policy against. Oh yeah, you know, inner office fraternization, yeah. which then that, that's a fireable offense, one hundred percent. Which a lot, which is a yeah. very like it's it's an antiquated law because I think a lot of people meet their significant others in the office these days. Mm-hmm. But like, back so many day, people do that. So many people have done that for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's generally not a good idea, though. No, it's generally a bad idea. Yeah, but yeah, but also Kyle, I think you probably should have went with the one where like Jesus saves the prostitute and was like, he who has the who has no sin can cast the first, cast stone. The first stone. Yeah. You could have gone, gone with any of head by Mary. You could have yeah. gone with any, with a lot of the Jesus parables there. Cause I feel yeah. Like Cause like I said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Very or, basic, or t- very simple philosophy to live by. Or turn the cheek, like, you know, like, yeah. name, like name a bunch. Um, so I guess the thing that I brought up is he, this guy like maintains his closely held beliefs and everything and that it needs to apply to his business. So um, what are the odds that all the money you have in the market is with people who have those same closely held beliefs as you? I'm going to go with 0%. Yeah. So it's really like the picking and choosing of the application of his morality. I was just like so shocked that, that someone was bold enough to do something like that. Like I'm going to fire a pregnant woman and just be like, nah, man, religion, bitch. Like, so is he, is he actively just? I just want to make sure I understand the story. Is he actively getting sued now by? Yes, by twelve people. people. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. so then that's that's yeah. he'll lose. Well, no doubt. It it is Tennessee. Just remember that. Uh yeah, but it's a financial. You know, sorry. No, 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 go, go, go Dan. It's local law. It's not. It's not uh, federal. No, I, I I get that, but like, <laughs> it's a financial you know, company, it's for most of them. I, I, again, like, I guess you can't really infringe on what a business wants to do, but like it's, there's a separation of office church and state, right. For a very specific reason. So people have these protections. Yeah. I just think it's, it's like, it's hysterical that some guy was like, no, I'm going to do this and no one's going to say anything about it. Cause I'm just going to be like, Jesus, bitch. Cause that's like his entire defense. It's just like, no, Jesus said this. And the state's like, nah, man. He probably got away with it for a long time because the the people that he was firing were also like, well, I guess Jesus I, 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 I probably great. agreed. Like, yeah, yeah. They were probably hardcore, whatever evangelical sect he was, and they were like, well, Jesus is always the answer, so we're good. Um, but then yep. this one, she was probably like, I don't know, maybe she wasn't, or just not that devout. And she was like, maybe she realized that she was having a kid and had no money and no job prospects. Yeah. And, uh, and just, just as a general note, this does not go for every sect of Christianity or even evangelical Christians as a whole, but this one person decided to use his morality for it. And I mean, I think people should remind him about like, you know, what, you know, the Catholic church takes care of single mothers that cannot afford, like, you know what I mean? Like Christians as a whole are very accepting and very helpful to the situation of a unmarried mother um, who chooses to have the child and carry it to term and not choose to terminate the pregnancy so i mean i'm sure this guy's gonna get roasted in court and i think i think we hope that he gets roasted in court for his actions i am gonna keep an eye on it because i have a sinking feeling that he's not gonna get roasted and this is gonna become a fucking problem well <laughs> one bad ruling here's the problem is one bad ruling could take this to the supreme court because that's yeah. just how the american legal system works he can keep appealing until the end of time well, there, there are limits. Yeah, to but he'll lose all his 
Is is he like a financial advisor? Like what what exactly is his like he he's the financier? That's just what the thing said. He is it's like a fund. It's an investment management fund. Okay, basically, it's, it's, he's not like a. I, I don't know if he has a seven or if he's like physically managing these. You know, making trades or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. I really doubt they could do anything to him. Those agencies. I, I'm almost 100 percent positive they can't. I would like to hope though. That I, I do genuinely believe that most people are good, upstanding people, and they will see the story of what's going on and they will immediately question all right, what makes this guy a moral authority? And by seeing that, hopefully, they will stop just interacting, doing business with him altogether and make him, you know, crash and, and burn. That's, that's kind of, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. So I guess the, the gist of everything that I brought up this week probably should have been called What the Fuck with Kyle. Um, we can call this. So yeah. So I, I figured I just wanted to bring that up because that was just one of the craziest, like, biggest asshole moves in possibly in human history. Yeah, uh, freaking wild. Uh, in human history, really? Asshole moves. Asshole moves. Not psychopath moves. Not genocide. Nothing that actually impacted the fucking function of the earth. Hitler, not an asshole. In Kyle's eyes, we debate. <laughs> Hitler, not an <laughs> asshole. A giant cunt. Kyle's like Kyle's giant like, cunt. Giant. He's, he's not an asshole. Like the little Nas music video, Hitler's just rising up as little Nas is going down. <laughs> no, Hitler. So somebody made a TikTok. Somebody made a TikTok where it's just the guy's supposed to be Satan, just reading whatever Satan. If I think it's Satan book on the outside, he's just like flipping through pages, and all of a sudden it's like a cutout of Hitler, and it's just like, "Yo, Satan, what's that?" And it cuts back to the guy, and it's just little Nas X descending, and Satan's like, "Oh no, fuck no!" And he just runs out of the frame. So it's it's all everything's a circle. Love is like a circle. Be which nine thirty time to shove a pineapple up Hitler's ass. <laughs> <laughs> little yeah, a lot of little Nikki references tonight. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so to kind of tie a you know neat little bow and some of the things we spoke about before, we talked about <laughs> the COVID passport and stuff like that, and and obviously I mentioned with baseball starting back up, uh, Mets and Yankees are going to have fans in the stands uh, here in New York, which is definitely exciting. I'm pumped. I'm going to the Mets game. Uh, next Thursday, opening day. Hopefully, we can get the boys. We all go to a game soon as well. I know the Yankees will have ten thousand, so uh, hopefully that means everyone can get in relatively soon. But I did want to touch quickly on just baseball stuff because I know last week we did a sports episode and baseball was kind of the omission there. So uh, wanted to just quickly bring up a couple of things. First and foremost, the Mets are talking to Francisco Lindor, who they acquired over the winter, uh, looking to give him a long-term extension, keep him with the Mets for a while. They offered him a 10-year, $325 million contract, and he said no go to that. And he actually countered, and he wants 12 years, $385 million, which would be, I think, the third or second, second or third biggest contract in baseball history. So, um, as uh, Pat, I guess I'll start with you, because you're obviously a Mets fan. What do you think of the back and forth that's been going on, and, and do you think that he'll ultimately get what he's looking for? Yes, I think um, – I, I don't know. When I first saw that today, I thought, you know, immediately that the term was was way too high because, I don't know, I think of, like, some really bad deals that, you know, with maybe the previous uh, ownership and, you know, I guess even from baseball as a whole, um, those, these really long contracts don't typically end up too well, especially near the end of, the, the, of each of these players' contract because they're not the same player by the end and don't command as much money. I think, Kyle, is, is, you, you were saying – uh, he'd be making 32 million at age 39 with that with that contract. That's that's far too much. But at and the same if time, I, I realize 39 million dollars. 
$39 million to somebody who's 39 in the AL that can play DH is very different. Sure. Well, you would have to plan. imagine that there'll be a DH in the NL by that point. Like you, you would think 12 years in the future that that should be a thing. But I mean, it's been how long with it now and it hasn't changed? But also, yeah, Lindor's, Lindor's very athletic. They'll, like, they'll, they'll find a place for him to play regardless of that age, I think, even if it doesn't end up being uh, shortstop. So. I don't know. I, so it's a, it's a give and take. I think it's the amount of term and obviously the I speak. They're going to pay him AAV as much as they're going to as much as they will. I don't think that's really a concern. I think it's kind of also. The, I think it's the term that's that's the question. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that that's just what it takes to lock up a, a star player nowadays. I think it's just something that needs to happen. Which I, ultimately I would be fine with. They're, they're, you're kind of pushing off. Uh, a potential problem later down the road, but ultimately it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with all that. I am curious, Kyle, Mike, as the resident Yankee fans here, do you guys think that he is worth even what the Mets offered the 10 years, 325, or what do you guys kind of think of just the whole situation? I'm, I'm curious. I think 10 years, 325. I mean, that's kind of guys are making money, right? It's a going rate. If you want to start a player guys want mm-hmm. term, obviously we, you know, we, we dealt with something similar, but on a much smaller scale with DJ, like DJ, the key, the key for a lot of these guys is the term. Um, and you got to make security, right. Mm-hmm. He's going to be either 37 or 39 when you finish up, you know, at 10 years or to 12 years. Right. And, and with the potential, you know, because you NL fans are just so will die on the hill of no DH, you potentially will have a guy that's going to have a year or two at the end of a 10 year deal where he's not really doing too much. And that could potentially be a guy that you have for three years. There are plenty years. of old – you're assuming he's going to be a dilapidated corpse at 39. There are no, we're just of, assuming I'm, that he plays one of the two hardest positions in the infield. He's not going to play – And he's not a Matt. And he's well, a Matt. He's going to get hurt. He's a Matt. He's going to get hurt. That's like when you move him point. to second base or first base or, or somewhere else where this isn't as critical. It's 12 years down the line. They're going to have other shortstop prospects. But at some point in this in his Met career, he is going to get hurt. It's just the way it works. He plays for the Met. Something's as, going to happen, and he's going as to fans be- of a team who gave Jacoby Ellsbury an eight-year contract. Yep, we're we're, we're birds. You too. don't mean, need to give somebody a ten-year contract. The reason why these you just don't. Exist, the reason why these contracts exist is because totally of the well. Yankees. Like the, the, the Yankees are the reason why this exists, and so we're the most scorned like the a-rod deal is what broke open these mondo terms and then to share yeah right we, we created this as yankee fans and so we're a little bit more burned because we've seen these contracts go bad yeah, but that that's what and, it takes to otherwise like would you rather have them for 10 years or not at all like, like make, make, make that choice here's here's how i'm gonna put it the new york yankees did not win a world series in the previous decade for the first time ever why because in the middle of the decade, they were fucking broke and full of old people. And if you start handing out one contract like this, then you'll hand out two, and then three, and then four. And then by the time you fucking know it, in 10 years, you're paying four guys $30 million who are 40 years old. I know. What are you going to pay like Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil? You still have to pay, like, you have guys you have to pay in the... Pete Alonso specifically is a problem. You can't give him 10 years. What the fuck is he going to do if his fielding goes away? I think you let him also, like, this might be an unpopular opinion, but if he demands anything 
more than what the, what the market says he makes based on his statistics, which, you know, obviously he had a down year last year. He's one of those guys like, and Dan, you might think oh, this is sacrilege, but you let him, in that case, you let him walk because you have a good first baseman in Dom Smith, a very good mm-hmm. first baseman. Yeah, you're going to see how Pete, how Pete does because he did have a, a pretty nasty sophomore slump. Um, so that he, he might be getting a bridge. He found it near might... the end, uh, but yeah. Lindor, Lindor should get 32 AAV, but in my opinion, I'd offer him 260 on the deal over eight years with a $20 million signing bonus. Here. Here's the money. Do you want the money or do you want two more years for literally no reason? You're in New York now. You're going to make endorsement deals. And again, eight years, he's going to be 35 fucking years old. Mm-hmm. You gave him a $20 million signing bonus. There's your dope house. Well, like it's paid gonna, for. But it's, gonna... it's the same thing that happened with uh, DJ. Like, like Mike, you said, like it's for some of these oh. guys, for whatever reason, it's term that is more important to them. And like, uh, yes, obviously Lindor wants a ton of money. Like 385 would be the second biggest contract ever, like behind Mike Trout. But and he, may I? He's he's not the second greatest no, player in baseball. No, no, I'm totally in agree with that. He's not. Yeah. No, but for some reason, these guys want that extra security, especially and and this actually is something I didn't even think of um, over the last couple of days. But there is the possibility that the MLB goes into strike next year and the players' union goes on strike, and there's going to be issues where they don't play for a little while. So I think Lindor would rather have that extra padded security, knowing that he's going to be where he is for the rest of his career as opposed to, you know, taking the less, probably higher value contracts in terms of money, but significantly less years, he doesn't have to go through that process again. So, so I don't know. It, it, for two things, right? If, if baseball goes on strike next year, fucking Whoa. just old yeller the MLB. Just take it out back and fucking yeah. shoot it. If, it's going to happen. So. Go, if baseball goes on strike, this is like such a fragile time. Second thing. If you're smart, and I hope the Mets are, because I, I, I honestly think you guys are very competent right now based on everything you've done, offer him the term with less money. Offer him – Do what we did to DJ. Yeah, off, offer him like three, 12 years at 340 mm-hmm. and be like, take it or leave it. Like offer him you know, something different and be like, if you really want the term, then take less money and work from there. Because he's not going to – you can't offer him eight years, Kyle. He's not going to take it. He's going to tell you to shove it up your ass. If you offer him eight years, so give him his term, but give him less money. Yeah, and I, I think that's ultimately going to be the play. There's going to be, I do think there will be a deal struck by the time opening day comes around Thursday. So by the time this comes out, we'll know what happened. Um, but I do think there is enough room to compromise, whether it's they give the higher term at the lower cost, or like they somehow throw incentives in there, they get him to the years and the money he wants. Like th- there's ways to work around it, but. I, I do agree. Maybe I don't want to be paying thirty-nine year old Lindor thirty-five million dollars. That's like we already have that problem right now with Robbie Cano, who is just a. I was also going to give the Cano example. Well, his yeah. he left the Yankees the book, as. Though. No, after this year. Yeah, but just it, remember that the Cano left the Yankees as arguably the best second baseman in baseball. Got a three hundred million dollar deal and then was terrible. Mm-hmm. And now he's he's been caught cheating twice. So yeah. yeah. So, so just, just that's my that's only be Lindor's path, but don't be a Cano. My, <laughs> my two senses don't pay fuck you money for infielders and give them 10 years. Yeah. Infielders get hurt all the fucking time, all the time. That's infielders get hurt all the time. And if he that's specifically <laughs> that, 
<laughs> even if he misses it at the end of the deal, if you look back on it, he missed a total of three years worth of games. It probably wasn't worth it. Yeah, no. If they bring home two championships, that. I think they would two or more championships. I, would say. Easy, I also think easy. Yeah, easy, that's easy. Let's calm the, down. There. The AL is very good right now, <laughs> and your division is well, very good right now. That's also true, and I think that actually brings us to the last portion I wanted to talk about with baseball tonight, which is just a quick roundabout. I want to hear what everybody thinks since opening day is Thursday. Who is your pick for MVP in both leagues? Your Cy Young. And your champion. And then if you want to give a brief statement of how you think for Mike and Kyle, how the Yankees are going to do um, for Pat and myself, we can give a brief thing about the Mets. That's fine. But let's start with Mike. What do you think? So MVP, both leagues, Cy Young in both leagues and your champion. Uh, AL MVP. I'm a Yankee fan. Fuck all of you. I'm going to say that DJ is <laughs> finally going to do it. He's going to, he's going to, I think DJ's going to do deserved it. I think, it. Last I year. think he deserved yeah. it. He's deserved it in the past and he's going to do it. And so he's going to, I think that that is um, what you're going to see for the NL. I am going to say that Mookie and his big ass contracts are going to do it uh, for the Cy Young. Um, I just was looking at who the favorites are at the favorite. Now the favorite is, is Garrett Cole, but I don't want to pick another Yankee. So I'll probably go with Shane Bieber. Um, also. Cause I like, I'm still not I, – I love Garrett Cole. Yankee, I love Garrett Cole. Like, he's our guy, but I also just have seen him completely implode. So, I'm like, I don't know um, if he'll be able to do it. And, obviously, uh, NL Cy Young, Jacob DeGrom, probably going to just win it again because he's the best pitcher. He's the second coming of Nolan Ryan. Uh, what, what, what if, easy. Don't make dance. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Like, that one's going in the spank bank. I don't like those big lofty comparisons. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the second coming to Nolan Ryan. You guys are going to trade him for a bucket of balls. <laughs> you, you know what? I did. I don't need that energy, set, Mike. All right. <laughs> I don't need that. So, all right, give me your fucking champion, you bastard. <laughs> uh, my champion is the New York fucking Yankees. Fully operational Death Star. Yeah, or, part. or we fire Aaron Boone. When? When we fire Aaron Boone. <laughs> it's going to be when if you win the championship. Yeah, we're not talking to be when. Yeah. Then he's going to get like yeah. Girardi. Get a two-year deal. So Kyle, now you have put on the Yankees hat. So is it safe for me to assume that the Yankees are also your pick? I, I do genuinely believe that the Yankees have a good enough team to win the World Series this year. Um, yeah, so I'm going to pick them to win the World Series. I'm also going to be a complete Yankees douchebag, and I don't know enough about the pitcher's name I'll be right now. I'm going to say Garrett Cole. He's not going to mm-hmm. do it. I'll tell you right now. Um, and my MVP, I am going to make kind of a left field one, and I'm going to say Glaber Torres is going to be the MVP. Wow. Let me pick all Yankees for every. <laughs> <laughs> I said, and Glaber Torres has statistically had the best consecutive years over the last three years. The MVP. He hit 25. Dwayne, what he hit 19 home runs in a year when the most in the league was 22 or 17. I think he might've had 17. He yeah, had 40 was, the year before. Was Voight. He Voight led the, yeah, uh, it was 20, the 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Could be a sleeper. I, Could be a sleeper. And he's he is getting, you know, fucked out of gold gloves because the other good players in the league, obviously all the good players play shortstops. And he's his fielding is getting a lot better. His hitting is ridiculously consistent. And I don't know. 
I mean, he, he's the engine of that team more than he's going to get credit for because Aaron Judge is the face of it. Yeah, and, and genuinely coming from a Mets fan, I actually hope that Aaron Judge can stay healthy this year because um, I agree. You know, yeah. when he's on the field, he's, he's obviously incredible. Um, and it's, you know, sucked to see that he's been hurt so often and had so much trouble. So ho- hopefully he's a good guy. He plays the game the right way for his sake. I hope he has a good year and, and that he can stay on the field because if he stays on the field, the Yankees will be really good. That's pretty simple formula there. Pat, I want to hear your thoughts. And uh, I'm assuming you're not going to choose all Mets across the board. because No, I'm going to leave DeGrom out of it just to try to stay uh... – Try to say objective here. I'm gonna say sure. probably Bue- uh, Bueller will be my, would be my pick. Uh, Walker Bueller. If mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Bauer is gonna have such a down year, I can't wait for it. Um, yeah, I, I was gonna say I can't wait to watch Trevor Bauer burn. We mm-hmm. we missed we dodged a bullet with that one. You did. I think MVP. Uh, I'm gonna say Ronald Acuna because I think we've kind of been waiting on him. Uh, I mean, he's had Tom some off. really good really good years, but like it, it's a lot of people have been saying like this is probably finally his year. And, and I tend to agree. My my buddy a couple of years back, um, who I'm still friends with, but don't talk to him anymore, like had like a um, like a prop bet. He was he was going to take home a lot of money if uh, Ronald Acuna was was rookie of the year. I think one year because it was such like, far odds, mm-hmm. um, and like he it, it required that and like two other things happening. That the it almost happened. So I, I think uh, Acuna is a safe, uh, not that safe bet, but I think it's a you know, and I'm saying that as a Mets fan. Because mm-hmm. um, I think the Braves are honestly uh, very, very talented. And yeah. as for a World Series pick, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Padres because I think people really, Ooh. obviously the analysts know how good they are, but like to the layperson, they're they're they are very, very good. Their rotation is stacked. I I, I, I don't hate that pick at all, Pat. They're they're probably my pick to win the NL. Mm-hmm. I think that people are high on the Dodgers, rightfully so. Um, mm-hmm. People are high on the Mets because of Stevie Cohen, and I, I might say the Dodgers even the, the Dodgers will probably win the West. But I think um, I think the Padres come out. I mean, if, if, I'm leaving the Mets out of all speculations because I, I, I don't. I'm just. I, I hope honestly I have my dreams, and I know Degrom probably is. I think he's the favorite to win the NL Cy Young. So he should. Um, he, he's going to. He'll win the NL Cy Young. There's really not a doubt in my mind that's going to happen. Will he reach ten wins though? <laughs> um. <laughs> will he get seven total runs in support all season? <laughs> over under well, well well pitchers can hit again so he'll he'll probably met he'll probably help himself out those seven runs himself it's <laughs> true Pitch, degrom very good very good hitting pitcher very good hitter Funny. all right so in terms of who i'm picking uh i'll start with al al mvp i'm gonna go kind of out of left field too i'm gonna pick matt chapman from the oakland a's he's due He's had a couple of really good years very quietly in Oakland, and I think he's due to really pop off and have a great year. For Cy Young, I'm going to choose Lucas Giolito from the White Sox. He has Ooh. had a couple of really good years as well. And as much as Garrett Cole is the favorite and has a really good chance as well, I just think Giolito is going to be the reason that Chicago ends up making the playoffs, and Garrett Cole won't be the sole reason the Yankees do. So I think that's that'll fair. be the differentiating mm-hmm. factor. And, and I think that's important when, when measuring that and, and contributions to each team. I think that's, yeah. Definitely. NL MVP, I'm going to go with Juan Soto, which breaks my heart because I know he's going to absolutely destroy the Mets this year. Um, I fucking hate but, his attitude. Yep, like, I do that? too. I, I, mm-hmm. But he is absolutely filthy. And uh, I would say that if he continues on this trend, he'll be the best player in the league in the next couple of years, like even surpassing Mike Trout, which is saying something. I got to go with DeGrom to win the Cyong. He's just the best pitcher yeah. in the league. And I don't think it's, it would be genuine for me to say someone else because I don't believe it. 
And and then in terms of my champion, I th- hate to do this too, but I think I'm going to go with the Dodgers uh, just because you look at that team up to down. They are so unbelievably stacked and they're built to sustain injuries and people going in and out. I mean, when you think about it, they're, rota- they're seventh man in their pitch oh, rotation. The rotation price is, now. is disgusting. It's yeah. disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And even I know Trevor Bowers do to have a kind of a regression and stuff like that, but just when your top five is, is as stacked as they are, like it's, it's they're, they're built for 162 game season and they're built to have success in the postseason. So I, the Dodgers are the safe pick I know, but I just think they're too talented. And I, I do think the Yankees will come out of the AL. I think they in a full season will finally be able to get over that hump. Uh, so they'll be representing the AL in the world series. I just think the Dodgers are, are built for that. And I do think the Yankees are still missing one pitcher. So if, if things change yeah. by the trade deadline, if they get another big pitcher oh. who can go next to Garrett Cole, then maybe things I, I, change, but they're definitely good enough to win the world series. I just think the Dodgers are. are just so, so good. The Dodgers are just like, where, if, where if they, where if they meet, where, if those two teams particularly meet, if I think of the Yankees play the Padres, I think the Yankees probably have the edge, but yes, I and, would agree. They're going to get two, around their pitching. I'm going to make two very lofty predictions regarding the Mets up front here. Number one, uh, mark my words, Pete Alonso will be in the top five for MVP voting in the NL by the end of the season. He's due. He's going to have a huge year. I just I have a good feeling about that. And we'll number take. two, the Mets will not win the division. They will win one of the wild card spots, but they will go on a run and get to the NLCS and then get bounced by the Dodgers. That's that's my what I think. I, I don't so. think that that one's pretty. That one's realistic. I'll say that's a realistic take. The Pete Alonso is the ad freezing cold take one. Yeah, I would like to revise. <laughs> my MVP pick to what the MLB is actually going to do. So what's going to happen is that Mike Trout's going to win it after the Angels missed the playoffs by 77 games, and he has a very okay season. Well, an okay I mean, season by his standards he's... is still like a 300 season. Um, right, like he's still yeah, 300, right. like 40 home runs, 130. Yeah. But that's RPIs. what happens. The that's... Angels missed the playoffs by 57,000 games, and they're like, Mike Trout's the greatest. Everyone's like, but he's not even involved anymore. Talk about a shitty long-term deal, but more for the player than the club. All right. Regardless, that's going to do it for our episode here today. We're going to go to our closing statements and put this episode to bed once and for all. So we'll start our closing statements with the guy who brought us most of the topics today, and that is Kyle. So what do you got for us, Kyle? Well, it's it's nearly the spring. It's nearly very nice outside. Uh, had a great nearly weekend with a friend that I hadn't seen in a year uh, because of COVID, who lives just up in Westchester. It was very good to see him. Um, and I am just looking forward to the warmer weather. And as opening day will happen before this, uh, our next episode, uh, let's go Yankees. All right, Mike, what do you got for us? Um, you know, just to go off of what everything we talked about today, specifically the vaccine passports and whatever you want, just, I, I recommend that everybody at home do some serious research and make educated decisions to listen to people on Facebook and and people that have no idea around the water cooler, just go on, make educated decisions. Um, you know, don't listen to us either. Make that smart choice. We all want to get out of this and and think about everybody else and in, in, in the whole when that decision is being made. Uh, secondly, I'd like to everyone at home who's not going to see the video stream of this to know that Kyle went and he was wearing a hat, got another hat to put on <laughs> for the segment about baseball, yeah. then took off the hat. And uh-huh. put his old hat back on, which <laughs> correct was over ear headphones, which meant there was a correct. lot of on off going on. So it just seems like a lot of work, like a long. So I took a golf hat off. I put a baseball hat on for a baseball segment. I took the baseball hat off, and the baseball segment was over. 
it, it required you to take off your headphones. So, uh, Kyle, you, you won't actually know that if we said fuck Kyle when you had your headphones off, which <laughs> one of us might have. They're so loud, I can hear them from there on my desk. So it's fine. Well, I guess you'll find out on, uh, on Friday. All right, Pat, take us home, man. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. Bring your kitties. Bring your wife. Guaranteed to have a time of your life. Because the Mets are really socking the ball, hitting the home runs over the wall. East side, west side, everybody's coming down to meet the M-E-T-S Mets of New York town. And then first uh, parentheses repeats last verse. <laughs> Is that all? <laughs> uh, also, Apparently. Uh, health tip, drink lots of water. It's good for you. Um, eight glasses a day. Sunblock. Uh, <laughs> That's what? Keep your, keep your skin healthy. <laughs> Happy to have baseball back. Super psyched to be going to Titty Field next week. It'll be really, really weird, I'm sure, to only have 8,000 people there, but it'll be really nice to kind of have a little sense of normalcy. So, nice point as well. To get more of that and to keep moving in that right direction, do your research, get vaccinated, keep each other safe, get tested, do everything so that we can get out of this hellish year and a half and, and get back to normal life because everyone just wants that so all right well that'll do it for this episode thank you guys again for listening thank you guys for participating my kyle and Pat. and uh follow us on social media you want to get involved in the stuff we talk about want to hear your thoughts um so we're on instagram and twitter we are everywhere where you can find your podcast at this point if you like what you heard leave us a five-star review and we will catch you guys on the next one Officer Mike Foley fans, this week, buries with a cause. All proceeds from tips go to Operation Dumbocock. <laughs> Legal weed is coming in New York. Peace out. <laughs>